Good morning and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Sunday, February 18th. On today's show, we'll discuss three clever strategies to capitalize on the commercial property crisis, as well as Cushman & Wakefield Thalheimer's commercial brokerage promotions. Plus, we'll explore whether empty office space could cause the next financial crisis. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a ticking time bomb that has just ignited in the banking sector. Over $1 trillion in commercial real estate loans are set to mature by the end of this year, and the true worth of these empty office buildings remains uncertain. Brokers have started discounting Blackstone Manhattan commercial property debt by almost 50%. Here with us to discuss this issue further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So Celeste, what does this mean for banks and real estate investment trusts, REITs? Well, David, most commercial loans are interest only, meaning banks and REITs carry the entire principal on their books. This means they have to cover any losses when they sell the property. Recently, we saw New York Community Bank, one of the supposed winners from last year's regional banking crisis, see its stock chopped in half. The bank shocked investors with the amount of money they set aside to cover potential losses. That's quite a shock indeed. But how can investors navigate this crisis? Are there any strategies they can employ? Yes, there are three strategies that can be employed. The first one involves using exchange-traded funds, ETFs, instead of stocks. Regional banks hold 70% of all commercial real estate loans, and ETFs can limit your exposure to individual bank problems. The second strategy involves using options, specifically a put credit spread. This strategy can return 50 to 100% on your investment. The third strategy involves claiming unclaimed assets held by the states you've lived in. Billions of dollars are waiting to be claimed, and it's not just your assets. You may have claims for your parents as well. These strategies sound promising. Can you elaborate more on the first strategy involving ETFs? Certainly. Let's take the case of New York Community Bank, NYCB, and Western Alliance Bancorp, WAL. NYCB saw its stock double off its lows, while WAL quintupled. However, the average investor isn't going to take the time to peer through a bank's books. ETFs can limit your exposure to individual bank problems while still allowing you to benefit from the rebound. For instance, the KRE Regional Bank ETF plunged over 40% once the crisis hit in March 2023, but within four months it had cut those losses in half. Industry and sector-based ETFs help reduce drawdown risk while providing exposure to rebounds. And what about the second strategy involving options? Can you explain how that works? Sure. One of our favorite option strategies is what's known as a put credit spread. Here's how it works. Pick an ETF like the KRE, wait for the ETF to drop a large amount, like 20-40%, as the KRE did. Select an expiration cycle about 9-12 months out. Sell an at-the-money put credit spread. This bet makes money so long as the KRE is higher within the next year with the maximum gain at expiration. If the KRE rebounds quickly, you can always take the trade-off for a partial profit. That's quite insightful. And the third strategy involves claiming unclaimed assets. Can you tell us more about this? Absolutely. Many Americans don't realize how much money is out there just waiting for them to claim. Any leftover paychecks, 
refunds, or similar items that never find their way to you are held in state accounts, waiting for you to claim them. We're talking billions of dollars, and it's not just your assets. You may have claims for your parents as well. This is one of the most obvious places to collect the money you're owed. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now shifting our focus to the commercial real estate sector, Cushman & Wakefield Thalheimer, a prominent name in the industry, has recently announced a series of company-wide promotions. Here to discuss these promotions and their implications is James, a correspondent for Simply CRE. So, James, who are the individuals receiving these promotions? David, the promotions span across various levels of the company. Wick Smith and Jenny Stoner have been promoted to senior vice presidents. Smith, who joined Thalheimer's Virginia Beach office in 2015, specializes in retail sales and tenant representation. Stoner, on the other hand, is a commercial brokerage associate in Thalheimer's Charlottesville office, focusing on the leasing and sales of retail and office properties. And what about the first vice president promotions? Six individuals have been promoted to the position of first vice president. These include Wilson Greenlaw, who specializes in office, industrial, land, and investment properties. Carla Knight, who focuses on office tenant representation and corporate services. Bo McCown, a member of Thalheimer's Capital Markets Group. Brett Sane, a member of Thalheimer's Hampton Roads Industrial Brokerage Team. And Eric Stanley, a member of the Retail Services Group. Each of these individuals brings a unique set of skills and experiences to their roles. And finally, the senior associate promotions. Three individuals have been promoted to senior associate. Danielle Beckstoffer, who joined Thalheimer's Retail Services Group in 2021. Ellis Colthorpe, who focuses on industrial sales and leasing. And Eric Conradi, who works within Thalheimer's Capital Markets Group. These promotions reflect the diverse range of expertise within the company. What do these promotions signify for the company? These promotions are a testament to the talent and dedication of the team at Cushman and Wakefield Thalheimer. They also indicate the company's commitment to recognizing and rewarding its employees' contributions. It's a positive sign for the company's culture and future growth. Thanks for those insights, James. From promotions at Cushman and Wakefield Thalheimer, we now turn our attention to a more concerning issue. The distressed U.S. commercial real estate market is ringing alarm bells for a potential new banking crisis. Experts warn that if default rates on commercial mortgages rise sharply, it could trigger a financial meltdown. With $929 billion of outstanding commercial mortgages set to mature this year, and a significant portion of these loans appearing to be underwater, the situation is indeed precarious. Here to delve deeper into this issue is our correspondent from Simply CRE. Indeed, David. The situation is quite serious. The enduring popularity of remote and hybrid working has hit the commercial real estate market hard, particularly office buildings. About 14% of all commercial real estate loans and a staggering 44% of office loans are currently underwater. This means the current property values are less than the outstanding loan balances. That's quite alarming. What could be the potential fallout if the default rates on these loans spike? If default rates on commercial real estate loans jump to 10%, it's estimated that 231 U.S. banks with aggregate assets of $1 trillion would see the market value of their assets fall below the value of their customer deposits. 
This could trigger a rapid bank run, similar to what caused the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank last year. So, which banks are most at risk in this scenario? Traditional banks hold roughly half of the $929 billion in commercial mortgages set to mature this year. If defaults do spike, the banks most at risk of insolvency would be smaller regional lenders with a high proportion of commercial real estate loans on their balance sheet. Banking giants like J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and Citigroup would not be at risk as commercial mortgages account for a small fraction of their balance sheet. What is the current state of the commercial real estate market and why are property values down? U.S. commercial property values are down 21% from their recent peak in March 2022 when interest rates began to rise. Office values have dropped most sharply, down 35% from that peak. The shift to remote work, a general economic slowdown, layoffs, and tightening debt capital markets are all factors battering office values. Last month, the office vacancy rate in the U.S. reached a 40-year high of 19.6%. What measures are being taken to prevent a potential banking crisis? Regulators are trying to instill confidence in the banking system to prevent bank runs. However, if the default rate on commercial mortgages rises to 10% or more, hundreds of banks could potentially fail. It's a delicate situation that requires careful monitoring and swift action. That was Simply CRE reporter Abby shedding light on the potential banking crisis looming over the distressed U.S. commercial real estate market. Speaking of real estate, interest rates, often considered a dull topic, are actually causing quite a stir in the commercial real estate sector. The Wall Street Journal recently reported that the commercial real estate market is bracing for a record amount of maturing loans, increasing the prospect of a surge in defaults as property owners are forced to refinance at higher rates. Michael, our correspondent for Simply CRE, is here to shed more light on this. Can you explain the situation from the lender's perspective? Certainly, David. When we look at it from the lender's side, we're essentially looking at it from the investor's point of view. This allows us to draw parallels with stock investing and the decision-making process an investor goes through. For instance, in the past two years, the big story in stocks was valuations and the impact of rising interest rates on stock prices. Investors had a choice to invest in growth stocks, which typically don't favor rising interest rates, or in dividend stocks, which are also at risk based on future interest rate forecasts. How does this relate to those lending to commercial real estate? Just as a stock investor may not want to risk a 4%, 5%, or 6% dividend yield on a stock when they could get 5% on a CD or a bond, an investor lending to a property developer or real estate investor may not want to lend at a 5% or 6% yield when they too can get a similar risk-free yield from government bonds. Moreover, the real estate lender has a different risk. If the real estate investor defaults on repaying the bondholders, the bondholders may end up taking possession of the property, which comes with its own set of challenges. What kind of challenges are we talking about here? Well, if the bondholders take possession of the property, they would have to deal with what real estate investors refer to as the three T's, toilets, trash, and taxes. And you can add a fourth T to that, tenants. Most lenders just want to clip the coupon, take their money, and move on to the next deal. They don't want to deal with the hassles of property management. So it's not just about the ability of borrowers to repay, 
but also about the willingness of lenders to lend. Can you illustrate this potential problem? Sure. Let's take a look at a chart from Bloomberg. It compares the 10-year U.S. government bond yield with the cap rates on office space in Silicon Valley and the spread between those two rates. The cap rate is short for capitalization rate, which is calculated by dividing a property's net operating income in the first full year of ownership by its purchase price. The chart shows that the gap between cap rates and bond yields is trending lower, especially in the economically sensitive Silicon Valley area. This indicates that as rates go up, lenders can choose to invest elsewhere for pretty much no risk, such as U.S. government bonds. What does this mean for the commercial real estate market? It means there is trouble brewing. The real estate cycle takes a while to turn, so we may not see the fallout from it this year. But if history is anything to go by, with the rate spread this low, we should expect it to play out within the next two years. That's certainly something to keep an eye on. Thanks for that report, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.